Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes journeyed to Eel's End and began repairing their relationship with DeVargo, who in turn offered advice and assistance to counter Corvosa's plague. The heroes made some startling revelations about the way the infection spreads at the Bank of Abadar, and began contemplating their next move as the plague spreads and the dead begin to go missing. The Cursed Campaign continues now. No curse. Yeah. Oh yes. Woo. You guys are heading to a toy store, I think, this episode. At least that's what your intentions seem to be at the end of the last one. Heading over to Giotoro's toys. Just like the good old days. Just like the good old days when there were actually toy stores that were open. Yeah. Do you guys go to toy stores as kids? I no. hope so. That's Do you not just go to like the toy aisle at the like No, we didn't all go to Kmart Toy Lot Toy Alley. Nope. No. Sometimes we went to I would go to the toy store after like a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, my mom would take me to the to Toys R Us after a doctor's appointment, and I would get like a toy at five dollars or under. Oh, because I did good at the doctor. I recall like maybe two times I went to like Toys R Us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that yeah. was that was like a world of wonder as a kid. Toys R oh, Us, yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was great. That in the 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 stand-in when you can't get your toy well, your, uh, your your Toys R Us fix is like the toy aisle of like a Target or something like that. Yeah, it's be like a little Lego mm-hmm. aisle there. Yeah. So we did the toy aisles. Toy aisles, big. but like in general, that wasn't something like we did very much. Toys R Us was the mecca of my youth. All right, well, I'm just going to start dumping toy store stuff. So, yeah, Toys, uh, toys R Us, really awesome. Uh, biggest regret of my entire life is walking into that uh, that store. It was shortly after Star Wars Episode One dropped, and I saw the Lego Star Wars AAT in the clearance section, and I should have picked it up, and I didn't. Mm. Um, yeah, big mess. I know the... Uh, Toys R Us also, if you went all the way in the back into the corner, that's where they kept the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. So, of course, I'm always beelining there. And then very special toy uh, store memory of mine is back in Oaklawn, Illinois, there used to be this little hobby shop called Pat's Hobby Shop. So it was basically for like model building or model trains or all of that type of stuff that I don't know falls under that umbrella but if you went upstairs in this place the entire upstairs was dedicated to Thomas the Tank Engine so that was just like mecca for me it was like a mile away from the house that I grew up in it was the only place that I ever really wanted to go in general and I would always beg my mom to go there and sometimes she'd drag me out there it was great I still have dreams about it all the time (laughs) so hobbyist shop yes Mm -hmm. we'd go to those and I used to always ask to go to the craft store Oh, sure. All the yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to do paint by numbers and I wanted to do painting and I wanted to do all the different crafts. So I guess that's maybe that was my toy store. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's valid. Sure. I would never actually get to pick something up unless it was with, with my own money, usually, though. Like maybe a time, a special time, like if it was coming up my birthday or Christmas or something. But uh, usually if I was going to get like a Lego or something when I was a kid, it was something I saved up for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. My family took a trip to New York City and we went to FAO Schwartz, which is like that, you know, oh, we three did that story. Uh, we've done that together as well, right before it closed. 
Because that closed. Toys R Us is closed. I didn't know that was closed. I don't think toy stores exist anymore in the capacity that we thought they did. Because, like, if you remember, even as a kid, before Christmas, like, did did any of you have, like, the like the magazine that the toy stores yeah. had, like oh, Toys yeah. R Us had yeah. a magazine yeah. yep. and you could pick it up at the place. And then like, so your parents knew what you wanted for Christmas. You like went through the magazine and like circled things that you, you wanted. Ooh, I got, I got to drop this little, Is uh, another Lego thing. Yes. Okay. So when I was in, it was either first or second grade. And then my brother was two grades ahead of me. We both entered an essay writing competition that was why I love my grandparents. And my brother placed first and I placed second. And my brother got a $75 gift card to Toys R Us and I got a $50 card to Toys R Us. And we rolled in there like the hottest shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I I got the Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Django Fett's Slave One, which was, whew, that was a nice. tight kit. Did you ever go to the uh, the Lego store in Chicago? No, no, I don't think I ever did. Oh, There's one in New York, too. That's yeah. a, hey, a pretty cool store. There's one in Easton. I've been there. Oh, I haven't been to the Easton one because I'm sure it's absolute shit compared to the New York. Right. One. It's very small. I mean, it's like, it's tiny. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Where I was going with that, because I, I was commiserating with Chris, like the worst pain is when you have to save up and then you get taken to a place like FAO Schwartz, where it's like marked up New York City prices. Mm. Oh, no. And I remember I remember I had like $40, which was a big deal at the time. Oh, yeah. I yeah, was like yeah. 10. Yeah. You were loaded. And uh, I rolled into there and like the best thing I could get was like a shitty stuffed animal like this big. Mm. They had air guns that shot tennis balls. They had the wildest stuff there that you couldn't find anywhere else. I don't know where they, they got it. You know, it's the place in New York that all the movies do the, the dancing on the piano thing. That's mm. at FAO Schwartz huh, cool. at the toy store. Mm. And, uh, but everything was, you know, a hundred dollars or more. <laughs> Oof. So I got nothing. Emily, you got any any fond memories of the toy store? I mean, I loved walking through Toys R Us as a kid. And actually, the Toys R Us in my hometown uh, is no longer there. The building still stands. And now it's an office supply store. So I got to go back, browse <laughs> through very empty, empty buildings. Adult toys? I guess I've, that's a, that's no. not quite an old toys. Well, the office supply <laughs> store is the, is the toy store. Yeah, of, that'd be uh, if it was a lion's den. <laughs> yeah, not quite to that level, but I did buy some uh, stuff to outfit our office. So I got to shop there again. Ooh, they've got double thick copy paper. <laughs> that's what they should do. They should let you grow up with Toys R Us. And now that they're all closed, lion's den shit start buying them <laughs> Adults R Us. <laughs> Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a strange concept for a store? Like you just pick a starting point in history. You start selling toys. A few years later, you start selling like, I don't know, stuff that like college kids are into. Mm-hmm. And a few years later, it's like home goods. Yeah, you just, and you then follow, you follow your and then you ev- follow your demographic all the way to the And then eventually it's just a coffin emporium. <laughs> <laughs> when do you when do you do you restart the cycle for that company? No, that's it. That's you're it. done. <laughs> then you go out of business. <laughs> yeah. If you're running the company, you're dead then as well, too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's I a one forgot. generation deal. Yeah, I always forgot the uh, most companies die with their, <laughs> their <Yeah>. original founder. <laughs> well, then you teach your kids how to do it and they have to start I mean, also from 
scratch. They start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best business idea yeah. I've ever had. <laughs> You've never got to ask what are the kids into these days because you don't care about. You them. know what yeah. the, you know what your demographics into. Mm-hmm. You're the yeah. same age. Oh man, yeah, but I think I, I legitimately do think most toy stores are out of business at this point. We're gonna have to ask this guy when we get there if that's his model. Like if he sells <laughs> older gentlemen's toys now. I don't want to know what that is. Pipes and and, and canes and whatnot. I, I didn't know what the kids were into anymore, but I know. <laughs> The newest model hearing trumpet. Yeah, he's selling hearing trumpets now. Still called called Giotoro's toys. Are we going to bring Max Grandpa along? The the store has become... almost got a spit take out of me with the the ear trumpet. The store has become the Beyond Department of Mm, Bed Bath & Beyond. But, um, you know, in this story, we're in a time period where toy stores still exist. And... Amazon and Walmart didn't kill all of them. So we get to visit one again. Let's see if your childhood glee comes back for everyone but Haley, who never had it. If I was an if I was an evil character, like a higher level, I'd drop like cursed items off at a place like this. You think? Yeah, I think so. Just do you not just think that's with the maybe kids? what has happened? Maybe. We should go check. Disease? We should check. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get into it, I do need to give out a hero point. This one's going to Mir. Uh, for the interaction she had with uh, Malishka last episode. Yay. This is from Corey. Thank you for always bringing such joy to the party, no matter which character it may be. Dang, I know what you little, did. Yeah, a little side backhanded know what you did. compliment there. <laughs> Can never just get a nice one. If you don't get that one, listen to Hideous Laughter Podcast. You'll get it eventually. Yeah, you'll hear me go off on a rant. <laughs> well... <laughs> When last we left our heroes, they leveled up and they visited Eel's End to uh, figure out what's going on there because they're kind of successfully quarantining and seem to be one of the few areas of the city taking this disease seriously. Um, they learned that the were-rats of the town are being unjustly persecuted, but that they could be a valuable ally to have uh, because of their disease immunity. Sylvie, on a walk home to rest for the night, found a line of people waiting for a uh, supposed cure at at a at a shop in uh, the Heights that used to be a perfume perfume store, right? I presume still is uh, called Lavenders, and there was a line waiting outside, hopefully hoping to you know be the f- you know, first few in line to get this cure. Finally, the next morning, the group went to the Bank of Abadar. Vec kind of brushed up on a bit too many people uh, as they entered. But they learned a little bit about what the coin exchange policies are of the bank and that there were several deposits made the day before some of the priests became ill. It's not really Abadaran policy to share those details, but... Ashani was willing to give you the name of a business called Giotoro's Toys that was one of the couple of businesses that made a deposit that day and is a place where you can potentially look. He also told you that now that people have started to die of this disease, the bank is employing and healing people who are willing to gather up the bodies, take them to the Gray District for the Church of Phrasma to deal with and bury properly. Already, some of those people have gone missing, as well as their carts of bodies. And so with that, 
the party decided to head towards Giotoro's toys. Now, by the address, you would know that it's a spot in on the western side of Eadred Isle, Old Corvosa. So those that live in Old Corvosa would probably be more familiar with how to get there, but it's kind of on the opposite side of where Vec and Mir live of the island. Uh, so kind of closer to where Mir's mom lives. I would allow a lore underworld yeah, or a society check here to know a little bit more about the area that you're heading towards. Okay. <laughs> It'll be an 18 lore underworld. So with that and with the fact that you live on the island, you know that the address of Geotoro's Toys is in an area called Racker's Alley, and it's kind of a seedy place, which makes you think that this toy maker probably isn't very well off. His business is there. Uh, Racker's Alley is a place that you know illicit deals often happen because it's tucked off of a street and very little sunlight even reaches the alley because it's kind of like the shingles are built up so high on either side of it that it it almost seems like an alley next to like two skyscrapers if if that were to you know if that evokes an image for you um you know that even clandestine murders often happen in the alley because it's not patrolled so no kids are buying toys here. This is a front for some sort of racketeering operation or counterfeiting or uh, anything illegal. <laughs> Potentially. I'd allow a local legend lore, and that's oh. the only check I'll allow here. Wow. Okay. Dirty 20. Ooh. You've also lived on this island for your entire life, Vec, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And you've heard stories about this old man, Giotoro. The kind of legends vary on whether his craftsmanship was so good that he brought a doll to life or that he wished it to life. But you do know that, and you only know this because you're so old, Mm -hmm. but you know that Giotoro had a son that tragically died. Uh Uh-oh, I don't like those facts put together. (laughs) This is going to be rough. Okay, so knowing that, um, I imagine we're probably on the way over, right? Mm -hmm. We're walking over, and Vec has not taken off his mask yet, because he's sort of trying to hide it a little bit, but is, like, feeling the side of his neck and trying to see if his glands are swollen. Just, like, kind of a surefire way to tell if, like, you're about to get sick. Mm -hmm. And, like, the blood drains out of his face a little bit as he realizes... Yeah, he probably is getting sick. And he looks over to his friends and says, um, if it's all the same, I'm going to keep a couple steps away from all of you. I was only in that crowd for a brief moment, but I'm not sure that I made it out clean. But I've heard a little bit about this Giotoro. There's a, a local legend, maybe. He's quite dedicated to his craft. And people whisper that he's got a doll that's come to life. I don't know if it's true, but keep an eye out for maybe some sort of poppet if it starts blinking at you. I will. Also, are you actively feeling ill or, or just nervous? I actually don't know. Um, I'm going to defer to Griff on that. You you can't tell. Okay. Uh, you're, you're like 
you're having that like hypochondriac moment mm-hmm. right now where like you feel like you had an encounter with somebody that was really sick and now everything feels like a symptom. Yeah. Um, realistically, you wouldn't know for 24 hours. Okay. It's like I walked through a spider web and now it's like, there's a spider on me. I know it kind of a thing, but yeah, you get like a tingle in your throat because you've been with sick people and now you feel like you're definitely sick, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, I hope I am, but I'm keeping this mask up for now and we'll see. I'm I got to sleep on it. Well, if you do start feeling ill, I mean, I can always remove that disease. It's I'll, less of a concern for us. Don't you don't have to even worry about touching me. I'll just do it myself. But I appreciate the offer. We'll see what happens. It's a relief knowing two people can just get rid of this. <laughs> hey, we're I think gonna we're going to need <laughs> two <Yeah>. people <laughs> to be able to do this. <laughs> anyway, and in this book, the plague book. <laughs> right. Well, you make your approach to the address and you head down Racker's Alley. It's um, it's like midday, but it's still kind of dim here. Mm-hmm. Again, because of the, the shadow cover of these, these large overhangs of shingles, you actually only really see a sliver of light between the shingles from the left side and the right. And you find Giotoro's toys. There's no sign on the door telling you whether it's open or not, but the front door is locked, as Sylvie would note, being like right up next to it. Make me a perception check. Ooh, 26. 22. All right, Mir has a 31, and Figgy's got a 26. Okay. I think Figgy with scent reacts first. Uh, he actually kind of moves separate of your command, Mir. He, he like, he goes past the group, and you can see he's like pointing at the alley to the side of Giotoro's toys. <laughs> and Diego, you hear it. You're closest to the alley. It just sounds like, you know, those big fat flies? Like yeah. the ones. Oh, like horse no. fly or? Like, like, yeah, the ones the size of horse flies that just have that heavy. Yeah. You just, you hear them in the air. And and then the the rest of you kind of catch on as you kind of smell what Mir is the first to recognize is like that smells like death. That's enough for me to draw my maul at that. Yeah, I was uh, about to say uh, drawn weapon. We okay. should go see whatever is causing that awful smell and put it down. I think it's already down, but I hope it didn't come back up. Put it down again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys moving that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Staring down the alley. Yeah, so Diego, the high walls of the surrounding buildings actually throw this alley in particular into complete shadow. There's there's not even, like, the light of the original alley. It's not, I wouldn't say it's, like, darkness, but it's, it's dim light in this alley. And you can see that although the alley is littered with garbage and filth, that's certainly not the most stomach-turning thing in the alley and it's not even what the flies are paying attention to what uh, heaped against a bent wooden wall rises a pile of more than three dozen plague victims their faces blistered and flushed eyes open staring the scent of death is overpowered by the reek of rot suggesting that some of these have been here 
uh, longer than others. But even a casual glance reveals that certain bodies seem strangely pale compared to most of the victims that have succumbed to the sickness. Are they taking the blood? Whatever's been drawn to this pile, though, the volume of death is too high in the city for anyone to really dispose of all these properly. It looks like they've just been leaving them here. But why here? Because they had people paid literally to take them to the to the Farazman, uh graveyard, so there's something bad here. It is a very bad sign if the bodies are piling up like this everywhere. If it is a localized issue, we need to get to the bottom of it. We should try disturbing the pile at a distance to see if there's anything more dangerous lurking in there. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to shoot an arrow? That would be great. I have the distance. The pile of bodies on this map is gnarly. This is, it's, yes, yeah. very foul. It's a lot. Yeah, you know, it's like a 30-foot streak of a pile. Yeah, there's like 40 bodies here. Is yeah. this a Corey special map? It is. Yeah, yeah. she did. She did well. A it's... horrifying job, yeah, she but in a the, great she way. She took the description. She, uh, she understood the assignment. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to shoot an arrow into it? Yep. So just sticks into like the, you know, the topmost body and it just like folds over onto the next one just with like a squelch. Uh, the only thing moving is the flies. Well, it doesn't appear that any of them have come back, but I'm worried what they're using them for. I don't want to get any closer. I think we should notify the proper authorities about this and let them dispose of these. Indeed, one moment. And Vec is going to go ahead and try and detect magic, heighten a third level. If there's some magic, I'm going to know that school of magic for the highest level effect. You're not detecting magic here. All right. I think, let's see how far you guys are. 50. Oh, actually, I would have had to get quite a bit closer to detect magic. That's a 30-foot emanation. Yep. So you move up to detect the magic, and doing so will allow you to make a perception check. Are you all moving up or just Vec? If Vec is moving up, we are going to shield him. (laughs) Yes, we're all going to move up. Vec Um, should never be in the front line. No, never. Uh, let oh. me see what 30 feet away from this pile of corpses. No, we need, we all need, need to all be 10 feet closer. Yeah, we got to move up 10 feet. I think I went on top of somebody. No, I didn't. There we go. Sylvie got a 21 perception. 19. 17. Um, so Mir only got... um. Oh, Mir got a 15 and then Figgy got a 25. Mir does get an extra, you know, plus one if it's uh, a trap. <laughs> Sylvie... You notice that about half, if not more, of these corpses don't have red splotches on them. They're not even victims. Oh. But at this distance, you can't you can't really tell what is going on with them. You can just tell that like, you know, every other corpse has, you know, is completely blotchy and then there's some that are pristine. Sylvie looks back to the rest of the party that she's buffering from the these dead bodies. There is something that is not adding up here. Not all of these bodies have the, the red splotches of someone with the plague. There is something else going on here. I think we need to take a closer look. 
Diego's pretty pissed at this. Someone's actually killing these guys. We need to find out who's responsible. Absolutely. Also, I guess it begs the question, do we want to look at the bodies now or or should we make sure that there's nothing in the shop or there's another door even next next to us, like a set of stairs? Should we be checking these uh, pile of bodies out when anyone could kind of walk in on us? Oh, one thing you do notice is that past the front of the pile of bodies, there is a hole in the wall. Oh, good Lord. Leading into Jutoro's toys. What a great place to throw them outside. Listen, you all are probably better equipped to take a look at these bodies and understand what happened to them than I am. I'm going to take a step back and keep an eye on the front of the store. We're poking around back here. I don't want any offenders slipping out. All right, so that's going to move to the end of the alley. And if we're doing medicine checks. Now, it has... Have any of you drank your anti-plagues today? Potentially to cross the the uh, crowd in front of the temple. I just don't remember the last time we did that. Do any of you have that like active bonus on your sheet? I can't remember if you actually drank them. Um, but I think those last a couple hours, an hour. I think they're 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, so anyone that would have drank one for that is still good. Okay. I mean still has the still has the bonus. So Mir, you're you're going up to him and doing a medicine check. You could certainly drink one before approaching at this point if you wanted to. You get the feeling that like <laughs> even I though should. it's just half of the bodies that have the plague on them, it's still plague bodies. So yep. Yep. I would even allow like hey, if you wanted to follow into this hole those of you that are like more fortitudinous could like move the two or three bodies that are like right here. Yeah. And in order to let the whole group crawl through without interacting with them. It doesn't appear that I have one active on either sheet. I know I had some sheet issues, but it doesn't appear that way. If you have one in your inventory, you can use it. Otherwise, uh, you can just, you know, check these things out. Be what it may. All right. I have one. I'll go ahead and drink that. Give um, the plus two item bonus. Yeah. All right. Oops. So, okay. So you examine these bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me a medicine check. All right. Oof. Uh, so I'm at a plus 13, but I got a 15 total. <laughs> the only thing that you can tell is that they don't seem to have blood veil. Okay. If someone else with medicine wanted to try, they certainly could. I could take a look. I don't think I'm going to... I don't think my chance of getting much higher than that is great. I can also take a look. I just want somebody to be covering the front door. So while we're poking around this like hole with the bodies spilling out of it, that like the person who did this doesn't run away, yeah. you know? I've got a 10. I don't know enough. Sylvie can check or keep an eye on the door because she's untrained. All right. Hey, Sylvie, let me take a look. Keep an eye on the front. Back runs up. Uh, Diego, you think that like Maybe it's possible for someone to die of this before the the rash breaks out. Mm. Uh, so you're kind of convinced that they're all plague victims. Mm. Still watch yourself. It maybe there is a mutation or something's happened that uh, affects and kills people quicker than it takes to show symptoms. Appreciate it, my friend. I I um, I guidance myself okay. and roll. 14, not happening. Yeah, 
you guys can't really make heads or tails of this pile, but I would say that those of you that interacted with them, if you want to, like, move them away from this hole to enter, if you wanted to enter from this side, I would allow you to do that and still make one, you know, one fortitude save if you wanted to save Figgy and Sylvie from making the the save. Sure, yeah. I think you guys... Entering from the hole seems like we could catch someone off guard in there. I imagine that someone could move through here if we go through the front. Like, this could be like a bug out hole for them. Totally agree. Okay. I don't want to do this. This is disgusting. Yeah. Yes, we should. Yeah, so I'm going to need fortitude saves from the three of you uh, for interacting with them and for um, moving them. With the, if we got the plague bonus. Yeah, if you have the, if you have the anti-plague bonus, go ahead. Do you want me to make a save considering that I failed already or could it get worse? Or do you just want me to don't tell me and I'll just roll? Yeah, just go ahead and roll. 28. Okay. 21. Okay. And 18. Mm. Okay. Or like trash. So you clear the bodies out and you guys can make your way inside. Sylvie, come back. We're going to try to squeeze through the hole now that we've cleared it of bodies. I do think we should keep an eye on this front door, make sure no one escapes. And she'll turn to Sazzy. Could you keep an eye on this for us and come find us if someone tries to escape? I mean, yeah, it looks pretty dead, but fine. I <laughs> I don't want to go in there and get the plague. Can I even get the plague? I don't I don't know. I was checking. He's only resistant to uh, poison, not disease. Uh, is it uh-huh. like is it like one of those diseases that like birds get, but they like only carry it and then like. You know, maybe maybe imps can only carry it or something, right? Oh, <laughs> well, I do not know, but let us not find out. Gaken, you uh, stand at the front door too, just in case. You'll you can let me know if something someone does escape. I can do that, brother. But do know that as a ghost, I I am completely immune to this plague. <laughs> I simply could not die again. I'm aware, but having someone else look out might be helpful. <laughs> I see the wisdom in this. <laughs> Goes over to the front door. <laughs> this wouldn't have anything to do with you not wanting to bother with moving Gaken around, would it, Chris? <laughs> no, no, of course not. So you guys enter. Go ahead and place yourselves in the building there. Sylvie, you first. You're more agile. Uh, can I stealth into here? You certainly can. All right. So she's going to... I guess maybe before even actually walking in, she would uh, do a perception check. Sure. Just to see if there's anything immediately through the hole. 13. You have dark vision, right? Yeah. It's dark in here, but you can see a a moderate-sized rocking horse, like, right in front of you. Um, not much more in the Is room. Is it rocking? It's not rocking. Okay, good. That's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> Alright, Sylvie. Although, when the horse is a-rocking, don't come a-knocking. <laughs> There's no door to knock on. We're okay. Sylvie's going to go in with stealth. I could stealth up behind you. I also think I could do a good job of stealthing. Yeah, like Figgy and Mir will stealthy people. That's a 29 for Sylvie as she enters uh, very quietly. (laughs) Diego's got a 21 stealth to follow in behind. Yeah, well, uh, so Mir... Got a 14, but Figgy got a 21. Sure. <laughs> Figgy goes in right behind them, and then Mir comes in clomping. Yeah, Mir clomps in. Oh, hello. 
And now that you have entered, uh, let's get the rest of you in there. Um, you find yourselves in, I, I guess it looks like a workshop. There's awkwardly stitched stuffed animals, um, poorly equipped toy soldiers and dolls exhibiting myriad accidental deformities that stare blankly out of the filth-stained area to the left and to the top here. You see dozens of glass eyes, just like the slight, like maybe the maybe the light off of Vex Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, as you see, like some of these dolls are like half carved, uh, and some of the animals are like rat gnawed. There's disembodied doll limbs, kind of like lying on the table and that kind of thing. There's a cracked wooden door that leads to the north, and a rickety trap door that breaks the sawdust-covered floor to the east. And in one corner, there's a drying corpse of an old bald man amid the wood chips, rusty tools, and oily rags. He sits in his work chair, motionless. That's so creepy. Mm. I think we found Giatoru. Senior, yes. I wonder if... How old could this body be? If the deposit was made, was it him who made the deposit? Maybe it wasn't him. Could have been an impersonator. I think we should try to find out what Junior's been up to. Right. So, Griff, you described the door to the north, which we can surmise goes to, like, the display room or the shopping area. When we passed by, were there windows in where we could see in? There were. You saw like a line of dolls um, on on a table in, in front of the window. Um, and when you looked in, you know, it was dark, but it, it was just kind of like a, again, like a sales floor. So at this point, this is a question to the group. Does it make sense to go through that north door? I'm thinking not because we saw in it just looks like a regular toy store. Um, but there is a suspicious trap door and we should probably just do a cursory investigation of this room, perception yeah. checks yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, if anyone has a very long stick to maybe poke the body just in case, that'd be also good. <laughs> I don't trust it. My mall's out. <laughs> I detect magic. Which way? It's an emanation. So all around. Oh, I thought it was a cone. Um, so just the perception thing? 30 foot emanation. You detect magic. There's magic here. Let's take a quicker look around. Perception checks, see if we find anything that might be valuable or exciting. Sure, yes. Sure, yeah. 17. I rolled so freaking oh. bad for Mir. I got a natural a, one. Oh no. I got a 19. Mir got a 16, but Figgy got a 28. What did you get, Diego? 17. Okay. Um, Figgy just growls at the um, the line of dolls over here. Uh, crap. Um, Diego, you notice something strange. You're the closest to the body. Puncture wounds. Small punctures? Yeah, about eight. That could be... Hmm. We could be dealing with uh, a very small vampire. I would need a medicine check to know more, but you'd have okay. to go up to the body. I'll try to roll a cursory one as I'm just looking at Sounds it. Sounds good. 19 on the die. That's a 20, uh, 26 medicine. 
the reason the body looks so desiccated is not because of time. It's because it's completely drained of blood. Oh! It looks like all of these puncture wounds appear on his major arteries. Vampire puppet boy. You're not supposed to turn children. The forever child. (laughs) Mirror, your small vampire theory was right. (laughs) Everyone, guard your major arteries going forward. That's where the puncture marks are placed. And Uh, Biggie's having an issue here with these dolls. As you examine Jotaro, uh, you were focused on him, but I need everyone else to make a perception check. Oh, I have the sinking suspicion this is going to translate into an initiative roll. (laughs) 26. 13. Mir got a 22 and Figgy got a 19. You notice, you see Figgy growling and you notice one of the dolls isn't in a partial state of like completion. There's this little doll wearing like a a cap and a sweater and what looks like lederhosen. Um, sitting on the bench and you notice it because it's it it appeared to like turn its head towards Diego who was dealing with um, dealing with the body and then it sees you look over and its head just like snaps slightly back to front <laughs> he, he, he starts for a second it's that damn doll child I told you all about I knew it was real <laughs> it's the Alpine Shepherd Boy. <laughs> Does it, it? It so it's turned towards Buck. Well, it, it did. Mo- it did momentarily like snap his head. I, I I saw it move. I saw it move. I swear to the gods, I saw it move. Are you alive, little boy? Pretend it's real, guys. She whispers that to Beck. You gotta talk hey, to it. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Would make me a diplomacy check. Ask it a question and see if its nose grows when it moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paizo, uh, very creative here. Geppetto. Giatora. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be a 34 with a natural 20. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, please don't hurt me. I, You're not like the... Blood and suckings that came in here and killed my father. It's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. I am so sorry that I got startled. I I just don't see a, 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 a little boy that looks like you do every day. And that's not your fault. That's particularly on me. I'm so sorry. What happened to your father? We're, we're just here, though, to help and couldn't help but notice that a lot of bad things may have happened around here. Are you okay? I'm okay, but the creatures live here now. The ones that killed my father. What sorts of creatures? The the blood and suckings, the the tooth and claws, the nightmen. Where are they? Where might they be right now? During the nighttime, I have to pretend to be a doll to hide from them. But uh, during the day, they go into the crawl space. And Vex's spine goes very straight as he is standing right next to the crawl space <laughs> entrance. <laughs> oh, would you mind telling me how many there are? One is usually on patrol, but I've seen four different ones. 
cuts eyes to the rest of his party. Like, hey, start looking around. Keep your head on a swivel. All right. Would you be terribly upset if we got rid of them for you? And furthermore, do you think they're the ones that piled up or rather were the cause of all those bodies outside? It doesn't matter what you say, but I'm going to roll a perception to see if he's telling the truth. Sure. Yes, they've been bringing bodies. They even killed a man with more bodies and just dumped them back there. Oh, that that's cover up. Perfect cover up. Oh, no way. Okay. Well, so the wagon guy, right? The guy yeah, carrying bodies. Yeah, they killed the yeah, wagon yeah. guy mm-hmm. for the blood, and then that's a cover up there, the bodies. That is going to be a 26 on my perception. To and I thought the motive. wagon guys were evil. It's actually kind of difficult mm-hmm. because, like, he's, like, talking to you, but he's a he's a doll. Yeah. But you get the gist that, like, why would he lie? Sure. So... Vec actually like steps away and walks straight up to this kid and gets down on one knee because he's sitting on like a display case, right? With some other dolls mm-hmm, yeah. or like a shelf or a table or something. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically eye to eye and Vec looks at him. He says, I believe you, son. You've been very brave surviving here after all the horrible things that have happened. We're going to try and take care of this, but stay out of it. I don't want you getting hurt. You seem to be good people. I hope you make it back. I can't leave this place. Not without my father. My next question was going to be if he wants to come with us. What Do if... You, go ahead. What if your father's not here anymore, though? I mean, I'm assuming that's him in the corner. I've been stuck here since they killed him. Do you want to leave? I want to be free. I would allow a arcana check. Oh, he doesn't want to be in his little body anymore. Maybe. It sounds like he's trapped in the location, though. That's why I was wondering, because like, if he's trapped in the body, that's a different story. But if he's trapped in the location, it's like, that feels like he's like bad to his owner, maybe or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a 23. Yeah, you know that this is a uh, soul bound doll and you know that it doesn't really operate with entirely free will. It can only do things that its master tells it, its creator. But you do know that there is a portion of a real person's soul in this doll that can't leave. Sylvie approaches the doll as well. So the person who made you was your was your father in the corner? He told me that when I was a real boy, he loved me so much that he didn't want to let me go. And so I've been in this toy shop for 30 years. I think he could have used a healthier way to find closure. I don't know if you've given much thought to this, and forgive me if this is a rather prying question, but do you still want to be the way you are? When people naturally pass, they have the opportunity to leave their corporeal bodies and their souls go to Phrasma's boneyard for judgment, after which they go on to their respective afterlives. There may be a paradise for some, that may be a place of torture for others if you're particularly wicked, but it's the natural order of things. Now, I'm not a priest of Phrasma, so I'm not going to force that upon you, but do you find this existence rewarding? 
Do you want to follow the path that you're destined to or not? You know, while I was here with my father, I was happy. It was nice to have my family with me, but the past few days I've been so lonely. I don't want to stay here. I think that I'm not sure why I can't move on. Maybe it's the things I wanted to do when I was a real boy that I didn't get to do that are keeping me here. I think if I could move on, I'd want to see my father and my mother. They should be on the other side. I see your father's body right there. Don't know about your mother, but, you know, seems like it's been a while. I don't know. Then he looks to some of the other magical folks in his party. What, what do you all think? I, I, I guess this is my way of saying, like, is there a way to break this and, like, give him closure? Or right. what? Right, my thought is, is there a way to even transfer ownership so that the next, like, command would be, like, do what you need? Sure, right? yeah, like, sure. Yeah, did Sylvie get any of that information from her check? If that ownership could be transferred? Uh, you think it could be. Um, it's difficult to do. The much easier thing would be to allow his soul to move on. Um, transferring ownership would just prolong his existence mm-hmm. here, which, you know, it, it does kind of sound like from what he's saying. Might be prolonged because he didn't get to do some of the things he wanted to do in life, kind of like a ghost, um, but might also be just because he, you know, he can't be relinquished by a dead person mm-hmm. uh, and allowed to move on. And would releasing him be like breaking the doll? Would that release him or do we have to do like a ritual? You could destroy him and it would it would release the soul. Obviously, that would be quite barbaric for a seemingly, yeah. you know, or you could figure out what what he needs to move on. Barbaric, you say, as I look to Chris. <laughs> I grasp my maul. Sylvie, uh, before the maul gets raised too high, we could try to find something to help him pass on to the next life. And if we cannot, then we can take further measures. But uh, we could give it a chance first. How about when we go downstairs to deal with what's going on you really think about all the things that you want to do in life uh that 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 you maybe think will help you pass on and and will help you do that i can only remember snippets of my past life but i can try wonderful i do agree his spirit needs to move on peacefully as possible would be would be good yeah he needs to stick around for a while i guess uh we found uh mishka brother (laughs) (laughs) God. <laughs> it's another sad child we need to help. They'll make quite a pair. All right. Well, then, we'll be right back. You think about all of those things that you want to do, and then we'll talk about it, all about it, when we get back. Okay. Are you guys going down? It's trapdoor yeah. time. You descend the trapdoor into a crawl space that is no higher than four feet high. So all medium characters will be treating this as difficult terrain. Okay. Um, I guess including Figgy now, although... He's big. He, he's big. I don't think he's tall big, but... No, he's not tall big. 
He has a burrow speed. So. He does. Um, what you see here is um, it's kind of piles of now destroyed uh, like wood and, and refuse. Uh, it looks like maybe some of the stacked stuff in this room might have been used to woodwork into some of the toys you saw above, so it might have been used as storage. However, um, there are four coffins down here that appear clearly out of place. I have read and heard about type types of creatures that rest at coffins during the day, but this is the first time I'm laying my eyes on one. Say it. Say it out loud. You're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> if you're moving around. Yes. Well, can I perception check all around just to see if there's anything like obvious or... Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's not just start walking around. I w- also, I have plus one trap finding, so that's a 27 for traps, 26 regular. And then uh, Biggie will also do a perception with some scent. You find what looks like a buried cache of items. You see that there's like a, a mound of dirt down here. Neat. So coffins first or <laughs> treasure? Coffins first. Yeah. <laughs> coffins first. All right. How do we want to approach coffins? What do, what do we, before we do this, what do we know about vampires? We party members. You could roll a religion. I could ask Vec to roll a religion. (laughs) I will try to roll a religion. All right, that's a dirty 20. Okay. Um, You know that you know a couple things about vampires. Yeah, I do. You know that vampires have compulsions. So a typical vampire can't voluntarily cross running water unless it's transported while it hides in its coffin or can it enter a private dwelling unless it's invited by someone with the authority to do so. You know, they have revulsions where they can't voluntarily come within 10 feet of a brandished garlic or a brandished religious symbol of a non-evil deity. To brandish something, you uh, you must interact like raising a shield. Um, and if a vampire comes within 10 feet of that, they uh, are fleeing until they leave the, the like 10 feet by you uh, after which they can make a will save to uh, to be able to you know approach you know that a wooden stake driven through a vampire's heart drops the vampire to zero hit points and prevents them from healing above zero hit points even in its coffin uh, staking a vampire requires three actions and works only if the vampire is unconscious if the stake is removed the vampire can heal above zero hit points again to kill it, you need to uh, sever its head and anoint it with holy water while the stake is in place. And you know if they're exposed to direct sunlight, they immediately become slowed one, and that value increases by one each time the vampire ends its turn in sunlight. If they lose all their actions that way, they're destroyed. Okay. Sounds like we got to take them down normally and then start doing some of that stuff. Yep. I communicate that to the party. All right. With that in mind, uh... And the space that we currently have, Mir's gonna go ahead and put away the bow and change to the war racer. Okay. Okay, and then anything else uh, we should do before we like start messing with the coffins? Is Mage Hand able to open a coffin? I don't know if it can move that much weight. No, it's gonna be way too heavy for Mage yeah. Hand. I think Diego wants to have his maul in both hands. I don't know if that he's just gonna bring the maul down over a coffin uh, uh, top to to kind of wake them up and start this or or what 
Maybe we try surreptitiously opening them one at a time, see if we can catch them like asleep or something. Mm. It is the day. Yeah. Very true. Sylvia only has a weapon in one hand, so she could try to open one of the co- uh, coffins as long as it's not like too heavy. All right. Which one would you like to open? Uh, should we just go down the, the line in a row? Yeah. yeah we could do that. All right. So going to start with the one just on Sylvie's left side, the one that's right up against the wall. Would this be an athletics check? Be a stealth if you don't want it to hear you. Uh, yes, mm. I would like to stealthily open this. Okay. All right, a 23. Not bad, not bad. Oh. Uh, you open it and the vampire appears asleep still. Does that count as unconscious for staking? They aren't conscious if you're asleep, right? Is asleep unconscious? Like stake it. Would it be considered I mean, kind of like helpless? Yeah, I think asleep has some of those traits. It makes sense. I know I'm thinking with a little bit of a one-y brain, but like you can coup de gras someone that's sleeping. That seems like you could stake because somebody that's sleeping. You can coup de gras them because they're considered helpless. Yeah. I didn't think about this in advance, but maybe would uh, you know, get get one of the arrows and make a makeshift stake. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it is considered unconscious. However, you have no stake. Mir can walk up and use her arrow. Okay, every time you move, stealth. Yep. All right, I'll stealth now. Let's see how how good my stealth is. Do have some javelins too? I'm pretty sure. Okay, twenty six stealth. Nice. Can I move all the way? Yep, and there? then it's three actions to stake it, so um, you can't stake it this turn. So now this is when I would technically get out my arrow and then, you know, break mm-hmm. off the tip. That, that would be my next couple actions if I was. Yep. What's everyone else doing? Are we waiting for Mir to spend three actions? Okay. I think so, yeah. I also see need... a lot of wood splintered on the map. Are there sizable chunks we could potentially pick up and use as a stake or are they wrong size? You could find a chunk. Uh, you'd have to roll stealth while you sort through the wood. I can't stress this enough. Vec isn't moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he would. Vec is barely breathing. <laughs> I will wait for Mir to use her since she has one already. Um, but if that doesn't work well, uh, potentially grab a grab one. I think Diego's worried about the other coffin, so he's staying where he is, small in hand, like looking over around him. Mm-hmm. Matt stealth. Oh, I stealth first. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if drawing that arrow and doing all that other stuff. 29. Okay, 29. You stake the vampire. It shrieks. Oh. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. As the coffin lids blow off, revealing the rest of the vampires. What's your initiative? 19 for Vec. 29 for Mir. 28 for Diego. I rolled really well. Dang. 23 for Sylvie. Okay. It's Mir's turn. And uh, I just pulled out that knife, but this this one in front of me, is it It's still alive? It's, um, stuck. it's at zero. Okay. So then there's a second one kind of diagonal to me. Can I reach it? Is it not still in its coffin, though? Like, no, they all kind of did the... Oh, they like blew it open. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I heard the shriek. Yep. So yeah, that one's next to you. Okay. And that, would it be considered flat-footed? No. Well, do you have the rogue thing? Then yes, because it hasn't gone yet. Oh, yeah. 
Hell yeah. I, I will need to remember what that is, but I do have it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I will be striking with the war razor. Okay, so you have to draw that? No, I had I had it. I said I drew it out. Okay, so you had it with the stake? Yeah, I so I, I drew that and then I walked up and took out the stake and, and you know cut it off with like the action. All right, I rolled a 20 on this flat-footed vampire. 20 does not hit the flat-footed vampire. Well, gosh darn it. I will try again. Okay. And that's 21 on the flat-footed vampire. Almost. Okay. And then last action, I'm going to command Figgy to go ahead, step up, then bite. Okay. Bite a nasty vampire. Natural one. Uh, Figgy does not bite. Good bite. Diego. Okay. He just licks it. Maul in hand. <laughs> Diego By is... mistake, of course. Maul in hand, Diego is going to spirit rage. And you see his, his maul um, shimmer forth with some positive energy. Then he is going to move up to uh, this. The vampires are kind of clustered in the northern corners, east and west. He's going to move up to the two in the northeastern corner and take a swing at the one on the left. That's a 17 to miss. Yep, that'll be a miss. Rage move swing? Yeah. All right. The one that is uh, staked and unconscious is up. <laughs> and then it's Sylvie's turn. <laughs> Sylvie moves up in between Biggie and Diego, and then she, uh, with that move action, is going to attempt a tumble through to the one right in front of Biggie and end up back in her same square that she's at. Okay, against my reflex DC. Yes. That's a fail. Oh, bummer. Okay, so she doesn't go through. Not in state of Nash. It was an 18. Let me try one more time. I rolled really bad, really poorly. So another move action. Mm-hmm. Oh, All there right, we go. a 31. That does it. Awesome. So now she is in a state of panache. And with her final action, she is going to do her confident finisher. Against the one you just made flat-footed to you? Yes. The very same. That is a 25. 25 hits. Yes. All right. My uh, damage has gone up now. That is 21 points of uh, slashing damage. What kind of weapon is this? Uh, This is a plus one kukri. Okay. Uh, So she loses her panache, but that was one heck of a flourish. All right, Sylvie. Let's see. This one was swung at by Diego. I think it's going to move around him to get a flank. Then it's going to go ahead and attack at him. All right. It's a 34 to hit. That's going to crit even uh, without the flank if they're lower level uh, than... uh, They are not lower level than you. Or of level or lower. Of level? Yep. They are of level. Okay. Still a crit. 30 points of damage. Ooh. And then it's going to grab you for free. Oof. Okay. Next in the order is the one that Sylvie attacked. It is going to attack at Sylvie. Sylvia's going to nimble dodge. It's going to take a step here. Oh, no, it won't. I think it's going to just attack at you. 27. Ah, uh, yes, that hits. 
All right, that's going to deal 16 points of damage. It's going to free grab you, and then it's going to attempt... Let's see. It's going to attempt an athletics check. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, what is that DC again? It's, it's your fortitude DC. That's a natural 20. Yeah, it's a natural 20. Oh. Unfortunately, this does not have a critical condition. Oh. So you're drained one as it sucks your blood. <gasps> and it gains no. health. Oh, this this is going to be bad. Mm. That was all three of its actions. The final vampire going to attack Diego. These guys all got like an eight and a seven and a seven on initiative or something. <laughs> so they're all together. Yep. Let's get that strike against the flat-footed Diego. That hits. Okay. What do you want against my 19 AC? That is 14 points of damage. He's going to grab you for free. And he's going to attempt that athletics against your fortitude DC. Double grabbed. <laughs> I don't think he's got it, though. It's a 16 against my fortitude, fortitude DC. That's a fail. All right, so he tried to suck your blood, didn't succeed. No, I got fur in the way. There's too much fur. <laughs> Next in the order is Vec. Oh, no. Okay. Two of my friends are grabbed. Vec is right next to Gaken. Who needs level one spells anyway? I got three of them. Vec is going to simultaneously point at Sylvie and Diego, one with one hand, one with the other, and say, Come on, don't let him get you like that. And both of you have been cast Liberating Command. Oh. Both of those are just one action apiece. So that's an immediate attempt to escape, right? From the grab? Yes. Okay. How's that work if you're double grabbed? I imagine it would only work on one. I think so too. I guess dealer's choice, which I escaped from, but. Ooh, nine on the die goes to a 23. 23 against my fortitude DC or my athletics DC? I think, I think it's your athletics. athletics DC. That's good. You're out of oh. one of them. Okay. Uh, so we got a 23. All right. You're also free. Yes. All right. And then, whew, the temptation is to turn to Gaken. And oh, by the way, both of those were level one spells, and I'm always in moderate curse. So that's one hit point back to the closest creature, which is Gaken. So take two hit points, Chris. Okay. <laughs> I, I imagine, yeah, Gaken would have followed us in the hole once we were moving into the shop. And then with my third action, ooh boy, tough one. How is Diego looking on the health? Uh, you can hover and see, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, not great. All right, so Vec is going to turn to Gaken and then press his hand into the ectoplasmic chest of Gaken with a lay on hands, which is going to give you a static 21 points of healing. Oh, wow. I like that. You see some of the wounds that these vampire spawn have ripped into Diego stitched back up. All right. Top around two, Mir. Mir is going to go ahead and attack at the sly vampire in front of her. Okay. Oh, shoot. 
Got me on this one. I should be rolling sneak attack because you guys are flanked. Oh, yeah. Ooh, boy. It's absolutely unnecessary because I'm super close, but I, I might use Ray of Frost, although I don't I don't think I have any other uh, cantrips, and my other ones are a little too Ray-based, but I always know Ray of Frost does pretty good damage. Um, I didn't. We didn't hear any elemental, like... You don't have any idea. You we haven't have any sort of check. Before we went into it, we asked about vampires. I just yeah, you got vampires... Static weaknesses into or static vampire shit into me. No, I know. Oh, I rolled really bad. I rolled a three, so 14, and so that's not gonna hit. So, Mir's last action is to command Figgy to attack twice at the same vampire. Okay. So, Figgy will first uh, try to bite, and let's see if that happens. It's a 19, so it doesn't. Really doing bad here. And then claw uh, with the second uh, attempt at an attack. And that's an 18 on the die for a 24. Meets beats. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, cool. And damage on that is going to be 14 damage. Nice. Great. Okay. Diego, you're still grabbed by one. Which one is it that I'm being grabbed from? There's one in the far northern corner, and there's one closer to the rest of the party. The one I'm targeting. Okay. The high quarter one. Diego is going to turn to the one that's currently got him in its grasp and and, uh, growl at it. You've picked the wrong cat to tangle with, friend. I'm going to try to roll an intimidation check. Demoralize. 11 on the die, 23 against its will DC if it applies. Let's see. It applies. Okay. Now that he's slightly frightened that one, I am going to try to swing at it. It's a meets beats, right? For frightened. As far as I'm aware? I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it succeeds. It's like AC. Yep, yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to spend a hero point to re-roll that <laughs> uh, natural one. Ooh. Eight on the die goes to a 22. Nope. I'll say rolls have been not the best. No, not great. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to swing again. Okay, 14 on the die plus nine, 23. Because you frightened it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Here comes some damage, and there is a bunch of positive in this, too. 21 points of bludgeoning and positive damage. Okay. And that's my turn. I'm glad I scored at least one hit. Those of you that have hit, um, it doesn't seem like all of your damage is going through. Uh. Sylvie. All right. Now that Sylvie is free, she going to attempt a number uh, another tumble through to the same vampire. Okay. 22. No. Uh, Alright. Sylvie is just going to attack. Okay. Ooh, a 31. Nice. That hits. Alright, 12 points of damage. And why not attack one last time for good measure? There you Ooh. go. Oh! Yes! yes. Natural 20. And that goes to a 30? Yes. Does a 30 hit? Well, a 30 should hit. Is that with your map? Yes, that is. All right. I'm going to try to roll the crit here. And then I do have a critical specification. So the target becomes frightened one uh, due to my fearsome rune. And the target takes persistent bleed damage 1d6. Okay, it's immune to that. Ah, ah, well, that makes sense. They bleed others. 
but they, they, they take others to a bleed they can't possess. <laughs> and that was 24 damage. Okay. Now it's their turn. Um, let's see. Diego is is no longer grabbed. Still grabbed. Still grabbed. Still the, grabbed. the one up top hasn't acted yet. All right. Then I think this one's gonna attack at Diego. That's a uh, 23. Hits. And because you're flat-footed, you're gonna take more than just this damage. So you're gonna take 13, 16 total damage. Okay. It's gonna, um, hmm. yeah, I mean, it's hard not to attack uh, the flat-footed person. <laughs> it makes sense. I've got like one on my back, like trying to go for mm. my neck. <laughs> 28. That hits is close to a crit, but it's not. All right. So it's going to be 10 points of regular damage. All right. And then it's going to step up to Vec. Sorry, how much damage was, uh, was the extra? It was 11 total. 11 total. Okay. Uh-oh. Diego. I'm a little occupied over here, too. <laughs> Sylvie. <laughs> Figgy. <laughs> this one is going to attack at Sylvie. Sylvie nimble dodges. 29. Yep, that hits. Okay. You're going to take 14 points of damage. It's going to grab you for free. And it's going to make an athletics check. No. 24 against your fortitude DC. Yes, that succeeds. You are now drained two. Oh, oh no. I wonder if changeling blood tastes different than all of our other blood. Maybe they prefer that. A rare vintage. <laughs> Uh, and then it is no longer frightened. Oops. Final vampire still has Diego grab, so it's going to make an athletics check. Okay. Natural twenty. Uh, and a critical success against my fortitude DC. Oh, Again, boy. this one is not a. I'm bummed it's not crit based, but you are drained one, and it does heal five hit points. So you see this golden ring with a skull on Diego's hand flare to life, as this is the only time I'm probably going to get to use this grim ring. The triggers I've uh, gained the drain condition from an undead creature. So using this reaction, I reduce the drain condition by one, and the undead takes two d six positive damage. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, minimum my God. two points of positive, but hopefully a proc, some sort of weakness. Uh, it hisses at you, um, and is then gonna just attack twice at you. Uh, unfortunately, because that isn't like a crit scaling thing, that's also not an attack roll. Oh, okay. So it's gonna strike at your flat footed. Oh, probably not gonna hit you. Natural two, very close to hitting. Uh, it's going to strike once more. That should do it. 26 hits. 26 hits. Um, let me see if I can check that box. Will that do it? If you check it and then roll the damage, it should work. There you go. All right. 13 total damage with the sneak attack. Okay. And at the end of his turn, I believe I no longer am grabbed. You're no longer grabbed because he didn't maintain the grapple on you. He is no longer frightened. Yeah. Whew. Vec, you have a vampire spawn up in your face. Don't love it. Boy, I had so long just to watch this round and like see what was happening. And I don't know what I want to do. Oh, no. Okay. 
Diego is still looking bad, which is not good because I need him to keep putting up massive damage on these things. Sylvie is grabbed. <laughs> I'm in trouble, guys. Just saying. You might want to come back here at some point because uh, Gaikin also is threatened. First action, liberating command on Sylvie. Let's see if you can break that grapple. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. Ugh. What'd you get? Uh, I rolled really poorly, so that's a 16. That doesn't do it. All right. Boy. Boy, this is not ideal. He's going to second level two action heal Diego. Ooh. 28 points of healing. And then as a reaction that I forgot to do last turn, the halo pulses gold energy. Additional one point <laughs> off that D6. I like that. All right. That Vex turn. Yes, sir. All right. Top of round three. It's Mir. All right. Yes, it is. And I, <laughs> I want to keep attacking um, the one that is directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. I have not done very well at that so far, but I will will try it again. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try a ray of frost and see how that goes. And I only got a 17 because nope. I rolled a six. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to command Piggy to try to actually do damage here. We'll see. And Figgy got a 23. Which does not hit. Okay. And now Figgy will try and claw. The socks in 18 won't hit, so really just not not having the best of rolls in the world. It's a new day. Maybe it's time for not cantrips, or it will be soon. Well, I mean, they're still attack-based, so it wouldn't have changed anything. Right. Uh, Diego. Diego is going to disengage from the top one and step into the flank against this vampire with Vec. So that makes the other one spend some actions to get to anybody. He's going to try to bring a maul down against this creature now that it's flat-footed. Come on. 13 on the die. That's 27 total. Get it. That's yep. going to hit. That Get it. it. Here's some bludgeoning and positive damage. This one's at full health. Yeah. Big damage here. That's going to be um, 27 points of damage. Here comes another swing. That's going to miss. But that is his turn. Hopefully he's drawn some attention away from Vec. Okay, Sylvie, you're grabbed. Sylvie's going to try to get out of that grapple. 23? Against my athletics DC? Yes. That does break you free. Yes. Nice. Remember that counts towards your map. Yes. Sylvie's going to spend... Another action to attempt to tumble through. Okay. I really can only try to attack one more time. Oh, yeah, yeah. only oh, okay. had attacked with this. Tumble through. Saw the 20 come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm a s- Exciting, you're in panache. Yep. Ugh. Critical panache. That's all three, baby. All right. It wasn't that two? You broke out. And then tumbled behind. Oh, I thought you attacked. No. My bad. Now I'm going to attack with the penalty. Oh, and she's going to do her confident finisher. Uh, so Attacking against oh. my flat-footed? Nope. All right, but there is still some damage. Okay. As when she attempted this move, she just barely nicks the creature. So it takes half of 10, so five damage. 
It takes no damage. Uh, oh. That is sad. Okay, that is her full turn. All right. It is the flanked vampire spawn, but he just sees this positive energy user. Well, there are two Which positive one? energy users. Yeah. <laughs> gonna have to clarify that. The one that's healing everybody. Oh. Oh, so not the one that's been doing bunches of damage on him and his friends. Yes. No, I'm gonna keep you from keeping them up. He's seen you basically uh, float Diego 50 health. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fair. It's a debt I'll never be able to repay. <laughs> oh. So that's a 32 against Vec. That is exactly a critical. Okay. That's 32 damage. Yowch. He's going to attack Vec again. It's a 30. That is a regular hit. For 12 more damage. And he's going to attack Vec a third time. <laughs> Boy, this vampire doesn't like Vec. 24. That's a hit. Another 12 damage. Well, I had 68 health. Now I have 12. Oh. Maybe you're still up. Yeah, that, that's, that helps. Uh, this vampire spawn that Sylvie's been locked in combat with and Mira's done nothing to is going to keep attacking Sylvie. Sylvie, nimble dodges. Okay, nimble dodge from Sylvie. That might save you there. Meets beats. Meets beats, all right. So it's going to deal 12 points of damage. It's going to grab you for free. And then it's going to attempt an athletics check to drain you. This is getting pretty dire with this drain. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think I have you, though. No, that doesn't do it. Okay, so you're grabbed. There's no blood left. <laughs> She's just so <laughs> pale right now. She's starting to look like that uh, body we found upstairs. <laughs> okay, and then finally, we have the vampire that was up in the corner that Diego left. Good night, Sylvie. He moves into the easy flank. You're flat-footed anyway from the grab. Yep. 15 on the die. It's a 31 against your flat-footed. Against flat-footed, and I'm not able to nimble dodge. That meets critical. Ooh, that's a critical sneak attack, too. Did he use a reaction already or something? Uh, or? She nimble dodged. She already nimble dodged. Oh, okay, the first okay. One. Yeah. okay. Not great damage. 24 damage. Uh, but Sylvie's been knocked down so many times. That puts her under. No. Sylvie's dying too. And then the vampire is going to attack Diego. Here we go, 29. That'll hit. All right, let me uncheck that sneak attack. You're not left-footed, 15 damage. Um, hmm. It moved attack to attack, that is its full turn. Uh, Vec on his last two legs sees Sylvie get taken down. This is going to be very important. Did those creatures appear to take more damage when positive damage was done to them by Diego? They took damage. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like they took more damage. Like they have a weakness or any of that. So he realizes that this vampire in front of them is probably going to take him out. So he reaches up to the heavens and golden light fills his hand and it channels across the creatures in front of him directly into Sylvie's body as he, two action, level three spell heals her. Full moderate curse and everything. So this is gonna be hopefully a little bit of a bombshell. 
emphasis on the little bit here. Oh, not no. Good not good healing. Well, that is going to be after I throw a reaction on there to add the healer's halo, because I haven't done that on you yet. I said low, but it sounds high. 43 points of healing. That static 24 wow. is going to give you Yeah, it's static 24. I rolled terrible on my 3d12, but yeah. So that was 43? Yeah. Dang. Make sure you're applying the drain too, because it should be taking your total hit points down by 10. Yep. Yeah, my max hit and points right now, it's only 63. Yeah, and your fortitude sh save should have it dropped. It has been, yeah. which was making it that DC yeah, was getting yeah. lower and lower. So that's two actions, Vec. You and then with the third action, he lays on hands himself. I think you got to get out of there, man. I don't think you got to. But where do I go? Somewhere we're not within reach. We're stuck in this <laughs> basement. No I'm back in the bottom. I guess you know what? I, I guess that's fair. <sighs> yeah. All right. He's going to scramble. Through the yes, through the ghostly apparition of Gakin. Sorry, mate. And then is crawling through this crawl space. He's like on all fours, kicking up like dust and debris, and there's all this like wooden splinters and crap around him as he like saddles up next to Mir and Figgy up against the western wall. And that is his entire turn. Okay. Mir the start around four. Okay. I am going to be battle medicine on back. Thank you kindly. Yep, that feels like it makes the most sense here. All right, so I'm going to do a medicine check for the 20. Okay. So I can get higher, and I got a 24. Yeah. So that is good. So then you're going to get 2d8 plus 10. Lovely. I didn't add the plus 10, but it's 17 total healing. That is much appreciated. Yep, not a problem at all. That was uh, one singular action from Mir. And I think with my <laughs> next action, oh man, having issues. I don't have spells meant for very, very tiny areas. <laughs> all right, well, I will try a Ray of Frost, see, see if I can make something happen here. All right, that's gonna be 22, it's not gonna hit. And then Figgy <laughs> will go ahead and bite with his jaws. I this is rough. Oh, oh my god, natural 20 for Figgy. Yeah! Okay. All right, that's great. And that is going to be 32 points of damage. Dang. This one? Yeah, the one I've been trying to hit this whole time. It turns to dust and moves right to its coffin. Yes! Okay, great. That breaks the flank and hey- Was that the one? Sylvie's not grabbed anymore, right? Yep. Yeah. Sylvie's not grabbed anymore. All right, that's your turn. Yeah. Diego. Uh, so Diego has a creature to his south and east. These vampires spawn. The one to the east, I think, looks a little bit more hurt than the other one, right? At this point, no. Okay. They look about the same? Yeah. Okay. Diego is going to turn to the bottom one then. I don't think he has demoralized that one yet and uh, just let out a, a visceral roar at it. 19 on the die goes to a 31. It's frightened. Demoralized. Is that crit? Nope. No? Okay. And uh, some swings. Some swings for it. I would have loved that 19 uh, on an attack roll. Maybe maybe I can get it again. 18 on the die <laughs> goes go. to a 32. 
Three two just misses a crit. Yeah, I figured. Here comes some bludgeoning and positive. Twelve on one d twelve. Eighteen. Twenty-seven more points of damage. Nice. Very good. One last swing at it as wi- uh, while it's frightened. Not gonna hit. Okay. Have you ever, uh, in real life, Chris, this is a, a Chris question, not a Diego question. Have you ever used a sledgehammer in a crawl space? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Because <laughs> that's what's happening right now. Sylvia, so you did go unconscious, so uh, prone and no weapon. Yeah. Uh, not a super fun place to be in. She looks down at her fist that has the gems that have been embedded into her knuckles but she knows she doesn't do uh, as much damage as she does with her weapon and it's likely not going to get through the DR so she's going to take an action to stand up and then pick up her weapon or I guess probably pick up her weapon and then stand up so she's no longer prone. Alright so two actions one to stand one to pick up the weapon and just from her observations watching these creatures are they walking on the ground? Are they kind of hovering above the ground? Uh, They seem to be walking, same as you. All right. Instead of doing a regular attack action, Sylvie is going to attempt to trip with her kukri. So she reaches that curved blade out and tries to hook a leg to the only one that's within her range right next to Diego that had her flanked. All right. Yeah, against my reflex DC. That is a 28 using her kukri. 28. He is prone. Yes. Yes. All right. And Sylvie enters a state of panache. Uh, But that's all three actions. I know this movie is a little cheesy, but I love it to death. For those of you who have seen Con Air, at the moment when Nick Cage does his like iconic put the bunny back in the box moment, he has this awesome, awesome hand-to-hand fight with another one of the convicts in the belly of a plane where it's happening like in in where like all the luggage goes. So both of them are crouched down and they're fighting like in a crawl space. And like that's kind of how I imagine this, except there's like 10 of us down here <laughs> and like it's the the earth like the the ground is all like dirt so it's like getting kicked up and there's coffins and shit like it's this feels so claustrophobic to me oh god this is crazy i love it all right so it's the vampire spawn that is below diego's turn it's gonna step up um who's it who's he, who's he attacking and knowing that it can't flank diego is going to lay into Vec again. All right. 30. That is a regular hit. All right, only nine points of damage. Minimum. Okay, he's still up. Hmm, do I want to attack again or do I want to... Yeah, I'm going to attack again. 21. That is just a miss. Okay. So close, but that is a miss. It's the next uh, vampire's turn. It's going to attack at Diego. Okay. So it uh, stands up and then is going to attack twice. I'm going to use my warding tattoo reaction on the second attack. Okay. Where is he? There he is. Ow. It's because he has prone on. It's like, why is his attack really bad? Yeah. It's no longer prone. All right. That is a 33. That's a crit. All right. 
And you can't be flanked by these because they're your same level, so yep. you're not taking the... Um, Thank God. Uh, minimum crit damage, unfortunately for me. 18 crit damage. Okay. And he's going to attack you again, so... Does your reaction do something I need to... Uh, it just gives me a status bonus to AC and a little bit of resistance to damage. The tattoo that's on him flares with, with uh, light. 22. Meets beats, even with the uh, the AC bonus. But I take two less damage than whatever you'll give me. Okay, so you would take 15, but you take 13. And then it's Vex's turn. Vex is going to, again, scramble down here. Now backing himself into the corner. This is the southwest corner. Again, back next to Gaken, uh, who has not moved. And Diego is looking a little rough again and is sandwiched in between two of these creatures. So, geez, I'm just like pulling the trigger until it clicks. Like, I'm burning through so many spells. Yep, yep. <laughs> this feels super dangerous. Yeah, that's fine. I have one level three spell left, but I am going to save that. This is a level two heal spell, two actions. Oh, real good healing, though, on that one. 37 points of healing. Wow. That's huge. Okay, you moved. You did that. Smear's turn. Okay. Really wish I had spells that were better in small dis- small areas right now. But I'm going to try another Ray of Frost. Which one you target? I'm going to target the one directly kind of in front of me here. The lawful vampire spawn. Okay, that'll hit. Ah, oh, yes, a 27. Okay, great. And then the damage on this. Oh, boy. I get 10 cold damage. 10 cold damage. Yep. Okay. And then with my last action, I will also try and slash. You will or Figgy will? I will. Okay. And I did not. Right. Now Figgy will then act on his own and bite. Ooh, three on the die. Nope. Very sad day. Diego. Diego sees Vec in the corner just trying to pump out this divine energy left and right. He's going to move back to kind of be in a protective position with him while also getting a flank on the uh, this westernmost vampire spawn with Sylvie and then just try to swing down on it. 22 to hit. 22 meets beats because of the flank. Yes. Yep. yep. Well, let's see some damage, Chris. Let's go. 20 points of bludgeoning and positive. That's so All good. Right. Even with the resistance, that one goes down. Okay. Now I've already demoralized the other one, but I'm trying to think of things I could do. I still want to protect Vec, but I feel like I need to be up against this one too. I am going to move up 10 feet again to maybe set up a flank that Sylvie could use when it's her turn. That's fine. Yeah, as you go by him, Vec like smacks you on the back and he's like, yeah, Diego, get him. Get him! Cause like he's he's like dying himself. Yeah, yeah. And like he sees this bloodlust in Diego's eyes and he's like, my big boy has this under control. <laughs> and like that's what I've been doing this combat is like propping you up. And like yep. you're performing and he's just like into it now. Oh lord, he's swinging. Yeah. Sylvie. Sylvie moves to complete that flank that Diego set up. And then she is going to use her confident finisher to uh, attack. (gasps) 
I got a 19, so that's a 33, flat-footed. Because of the flank, that's a crit. <gasps> yes! A crit with a confident oh! finisher! That's so good! This is so big. All right, let me try to add this onto my sheet here. Don't think this one has been hit much either, so this is awesome. Yeah, this one's at full health almost, because it hasn't been hit in a couple rounds, and they fast heal. No! All right, so I rolled it on my sheet uh, here where I could turn everything on. Um, So with the crit, so I have the confident finisher and the weapon damage. That's 50 points of damage. Wow! And it is pure thumb, and I don't believe this was the one that I frightened before. I don't think it is. I think the other one was uh, the one that was kept grabbing you and draining you. This one's still up. What a oh, hit, wow. What a hit. That is a great yeah. hit. Uh, she has one action left, so she is going to put up her shield. Okay. Let's see. What do we do? I think this one's going to final gambit it. It knows that this guy is propping up these other characters. It's not dumb. So he's going to attack it back, hoping he can knock him down. All right. Oh, boy. 22. Meets beats. I'm in damage, only nine. Okay, he is up for the folks keeping track at home. That's 11 hit points remaining. Let's give it a shot. There we go, that's another 22. Meets beats. 16 damage. For the folks keeping track at home, Vec is down. Okay, move, attack, attack. And then it's Mir's turn. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Mir can't do anything because I've already battled medals in Vec. So that sucks. Um, And as we know... I don't have very many spells I can't do, so Ray of Frost again. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, 14 on the die for 25. 25 hits. Then let's get this damage. All right, damage is 14 cold damage. All right, that's just enough to take him down. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Okay. Wow. That was a painful one for me, and not in the death way. (laughs) You can't battle medicine. Sylvie can't battle medicine. Can Diego battle medicine? Uh, I I don't have the battle medicine feat, I don't think. But okay, do we, so is there any way to stabilize that we can do? Somebody has a stabilize. That's the thing is I did one action. The next action, I mean, technically I could walk up. Uh, that would be my next thing. And then after that, like... Okay, that's Mir's turn. Yeah. Diego. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Stabilize is a two mm-hmm. action. Can't yeah, you did two actions time. anyway, so you can't move. I could only move. Right, right. You can't move and do something. Uh, Diego. I think you need healer's tools to perform the medicine action to stabilize, and I don't have those. I am just going to leave the lane open. I don't have any healing potions or anything that I could use. Okay. Sylvie? She's not trained in medicine and doesn't have anything that can be used to heal, so she would just ready in action if anything, like, jumps back out. She's gonna attack it. Okay. Becky, we're at dying one. Let's uh, let's get that uh, stabilized check. DC 11. 13. All right, you're stable. All right. Uh, time to perform some risky surgery on this guy. <laughs> or just regular <laughs> surgery is fine, too, you know? Yeah, I was just planning to, you know, like, just heal. <laughs> That's all the combatants, right? Yep. They're all back in their coffins. One is staked. Well, the other ones begin to fast heal. 
I am going to, that's what Diego will do. He'll quickly move to the coffins and uh, take chunks of water as javelins and begin staking them. Okay. Okay. I will uh, begin treating wounds. I will be targeting the higher DC and I get it. So now we're going to get 2d8 plus 10 healing for Vec. That's 21 healing for Vec. Love it. Thank you very much. So Vec is back conscious. Oh, Dea. And, uh, you know, there was a cache of items that you noticed here. Um, who wants to open the box? Mir will open the box. We'll continue the curse campaign. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you ass. You absolute ass. <laughs> the Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.